tackle three episodes of Star Trek Picard and one episode of The Mandalorian. But first, maybe, but first we have Ryan. Hello. We have Kevin. Hi. And we have Jen. Hello. So Ryan. Yes. What's in the news this week? Uh, Not much. It was a slow news week, at least for me. I don't know. Maybe you guys have something. Um, okay, so, well, Ed and I discussed it last episode, so we can discuss it again now. They're remaking, we're getting a new reboot of Hellboy. Did you guys Another hear one. about this? Yes. Yep. Oh. So this you one, and Ed talked about. Yes, so I didn't know if you actually listened to the episode or not. So, um, so it's going to be based on The Crooked Man being written by Mike Mignola. And uh, they've already cast a Hellboy. Uh, it's yes, gonna be they have. Jack Casey, who played uh, Black Tom or Black Tom Black Tom Black Tom Cassidy is that the full name? Yep. From Deadpool Two. Who I uh, do not do not remember him in Deadpool Two at all. No, uh, don't remember him. I'm yeah. sure he's in there, but like it, it, that's a weird movie that I know I liked it. I just don't remember a majority oh. of it. <laughs> you, you see him, he's one of the guys that messes with Deadpool um, or when, when he's in the prison. Oh, okay. And then he's part of the, uh, he's in the he's in one of the vehicles during the escape. I think he gets like shot or killed or something. Or Yeah, he, I don't think he survives the, the, the transport. He's also, thinking, um, oh. the, that actor also is was in the TV show version of The Strain. Was he? I don't remember him from that. Hmm. I'll see who he yeah, played. I just that. saw it from the credits, to be honest. Okay. Uh, I only ever saw a couple episodes of the show. I read all the books. but uh, I watched the show. It was pretty good. Um, so, yeah. So, there we go. We got another Hellboy. We'll see how this one goes. Hopefully, it is good. It's uh, based off of the Crooked Man story. Yes. Uh, also, uh, so far, it looks like it will be rated R. Hmm. Yeah. So it'll probably be uh, AA up here in Canada. Yes. Adult accompaniment. As most, I find more, a lot of the rated R movies that are like, oh, it's rated R, and it ends up being like an AA up here, and not a full blown R. I didn't realize that AA was still a ranking. Yeah, it pops up. Isn't it oh, 14A? Do they say 14A now instead? Oh, do they, or is it still, or is that what PG-13? Is, is that a TV thing? I think that, I don't think that's a TV thing, but maybe a movie thing too. 
I don't know. I just don't pay attention to what movies are rated. I'm too old. I'm old enough. I don't care. Yeah. Same yeah. Here. <laughs> I can watch what I want. Yeah. I don't have to worry about taking kids to the movies, so I don't have to worry about that. So. <laughs> Um, okay, so we got some trailers. A lot of trailers, well, some trailers in today's news. Uh, this one, Brent showed me that he's very excited for. A movie called Sisu. <laughs> Would you like to tell us about this movie, Brent? So, um, this is a movie that takes place in Finland during uh, World War II. I'm just pulling up the exact details. Um. It was a, uh, it is a historical action film, or that's what they're calling it. <laughs> and it's about like we're a gold digger, like an actual like miner, goes to uh, take his gold into town, but he is uh, stopped by by a Nazi patrol, and then uh, he murders every Nazi he sees. <laughs> Or at least by it, the trailer, that's what we got out of it. It's yeah. basically like Wild West John Wick. No, it's not even Wild no, West. No, no, World War Two. It's World War Two. Like World John War Wick. Two John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like, it, what it, if it John just, Wick hated Nazis? Yeah. Well, and was alive when they were around, because I'm sure he does. <laughs> He's uh the the guy behind it, um, Jelmari Hellander. Uh, also did a movie called Rare Exports, which uh, is like this weird like Christmas movie a couple of years ago. Um, that, that's also pretty good. So, um, yeah, uh, it's uh, it, it's going to be intriguing. I, I like these movies that are like, you know, have certain North American sensibilities, but at the same time, uh you know, are are different enough that it'll make for an interesting watch. <laughs> Agreed. I'll watch it with you, Brandon. Uh, Kaya might even go. come with us for that one. Oh, did you show her that one? Yes. She, <laughs> she, uh, when I said I've made it my mission to watch it, make other people watch this trailer, she was like, well, you're doing the Lord's work or something like that. <laughs> I think it was at the part where the the uh, Nazi takes the landmine to the face. Ah, uh, yeah. As right. you do. Next. Next. Uh, this next trailer is more up Kevin's, um, up his alley. We got a trailer for Disney's The Haunted Mansion. Oh yes, I did uh, take a brief look at that. It looks like fun. It does yes. look cute. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I, I don't I, know much about the ride. Obviously, Kevin would, but I know like they're the stretching room. It was nice to see that they they worked that into the film. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I think the I think um, it'll be played less for slapstickiness and Eddie Murphyness than the last Haunted Mansion film uh, was. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think it'll be good. I'm a little disappointed that. It's not the Guillermo del Toro Haunted Mansion movie that we were hoping for, but it should no. still be good. I hadn't even realized that, like, this was different from that movie until it came out. I'm like, oh, I don't see del Toro's name anywhere on this trailer. And that's because he's not involved with it, like, at all. Oh, I didn't know he was working on one. 
Yeah. I I want to say we actually talked about it on the show like oh, years when, ago. When we went to the Del Toro exhibit at the um Oh, okay. yeah. Well, that was a while back then. Yeah, yeah cuz <laughs> he is he is like a super fan of that ride. Yeah. Like it, he owns like original props and stuff that they've sold off over the years from it or like the wallpaper too and Nice. But uh yeah, it still looks like fun. Like uh, I hope it's okay. I think it'll be good. Yeah, I, the little bit I love you said. The, I've never been on the ride, on the ride. Never been to Disney. Don't know, but the little bit I've seen from different shows, like that one, uh, that one Disney docu, well, the docudrama or the, the the kind of the making of the park show when Disney Plus first started, that we yeah. all watched, and then seeing like the Muppets Haunted Mansion and things like that. So seeing that. Those the haunted mansion stuff is showing up in the movie. You know that made me happy. So it made me mm. okay. Maybe I'll give this movie a chance at some point. I I was the haunted mansion around in the eighties, Kevin. The haunted mansion was uh, the original haunted mansion. The Disneyland one was built. It was started in the sixties and opened in the in the late sixties in nineteen sixty nine. It was an opening day attraction at the Magic Kingdom. Okay, because I have a I have a memory of being. In the uh, like of being on the haunted mansion because I remember the 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 walls going up and I remember mm-hmm. when when you're I guess at the end of the ride that you like see a reflection of you and there's like ghosts behind you. Mm-hmm. But I haven't been to Disney World since 1989, so I imagine that's when it happened. <laughs> so that's all I remember about the ride. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's one of my earliest memories actually being on that ride with my dad when I was four years old. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I was scared out of my mind, peeking through my fingers. It was, uh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> I remember that from my Disney World, like like I said, last time I think it was in 1989. And I remember um, in Epcot, the, wa- the, the ride where you got to go through the, I think it was in the big sphere, and you got to like see the world of tomorrow. But you were just basically sitting in a little, on a little bench thing, and, and you got to look into like... Uh, as well as like mannequins set up doing things. Oh, that, that. I don't uh, think that's there anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not sure which. You said that was at Epcot. I think so. It it could be Spaceship Earth, or uh, it could be Horizons, which has been gone for a while. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I need to go to Disneyland again. <laughs> yes. We need a group trip. We need yes. more patrons so that we can afford <laughs> to go to Disney World together. Or Disney to sponsor us. Yeah, I'll that works that. too. Yeah, listeners, would you like to have the True Northers review a trip to Disney World? <laughs> Join our Patreon. <laughs> I'm I'm totally on board. I I approve of that message. <laughs> All right, next. Next, uh, more Disney Plus. Um, we have uh, a Peter Pan and Wendy movie coming our way soon. And we got a trailer for it. Did everybody see it? Yeah, it looks cute. Mm-hmm. Also, it looks I, ha- I don't remember the last time I watched the actual animated Peter Pan. I think we have it, but I don't know if I've seen it. Like, lately. It's probably been a long time. Yeah, it's been a very long time since I've like, since I've watched that movie from beginning to end. I don't mm-hmm. think I've... Yeah, it's been so, yeah, a very long time. So, movie night. Uh, that movie um, does not necessarily meet modern standards. 
Oh, you mean oh, Peter Pan? There's yeah. a... There's oh, the original Peter Pan? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I there's know. There's the What it's Makes the Red racist. Man Red song. Yeah. It's a little, just a little bit racist. Woof. Yeah, no, I, I am well aware it is extremely racist. Um, I still kind of want to watch it, though. Not because of that, but in spite of that. <laughs> well, and then it's had its own little bit of controversy with the uh, actress that's been chosen to be Tinkerbell. Oh, really? Oh, my because gosh, she's, she's not because white. she's black? Yeah. <sighs> oh, my God, this fictional fairy is not white. First, oh. they're telling us that there are non-white mermaids. Now they're telling us there are non-white fairies. <laughs> this is my sarcastic voice. I'm hoping it comes through. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, mermaids should be green because they're fish. Yeah, or like... Shark color? Yeah. Like gray? gray I was going to say like gray. manatees. Because isn't, isn't <laughs> manatees exactly. that is like one of the suspects yes. of yeah. what mermaids really are? Good old yeah. sea cows. So here's a little history thing. Back in the day, like middle, middle ages or earlier, I don't know the exact date, but there used to be a belief that anything that was on land was reflected in the sea. So two things came out of that. They figured that because there are humans on land, there must be humans in the sea, mermaids. And it's also the the conspiracy theory, I suppose, or the theory is that uh, when pirates saw manatees, they thought that they were mermaids. I don't know how much I buy that, but mm, they probably saw like dolphin fins or whale fins, um, things like that. But the other thing to come out of that is uh, belief is that they saw narwhals. And that is one of the popular reasons why... They think that unicorns existed on land because they saw basically sea unicorns and they were like, well, if they're in the sea. They must also be on land. So that's one of the reasons where we got unicorns from. There's my history tidbit for the day. Interesting. <laughs> I can go to bed now. I yep. learned something new. There you go. <laughs> oh, here's something for you, too. Uh, we have uh, reports that uh, Stephen Yund who uh, was uh, famous for Walking Dead, and he's also the voice of Invincible in the cartoon, will be playing the Sentry in the MCU. Now, it hasn't oh, been announced. Oh, is that who he's rumored to be playing? It, I saw the rumors that yeah. he'd been yeah. signed, but well, I didn't... It's rumor, yeah, this is all reports hasn't and rumors, been announced not official. To play no. to be, that he's playing the Sentry. No, it's just reports. Wow. It's, it's rumored, yes. Nothing That's official. A... Huh. Now, I wonder if it'll be like a... Shazam type thing where he's like the sentry when he's human because isn't the sentry transformed like isn't he like a regular person oh, and then he it's been so long since I, I read just... like that initial comic and even then like I think that's changed over the years too yeah. so um, I don't know what the sentry is so he's... there he is okay so let, let's there's two two stories here the first is like the fictional version of is he is kind of like the Marvel version of Superman, except his powers release an evil version of him or so he thinks. So he had his like mind wiped by Reed Richards, who was I think Reed's his best friend. Oh, and yeah, then, that sounds like a great friendship. Hey, <laughs> Reed's a jerk. He's up there with Superman. <laughs> um but 
um, that he has since become part of the Marvel use Marvel universe proper in the like last couple decades. Um, well, so here's, here's the timey whiny part. So as part of the promotion for this, they originally made it out for the first little while that this was a character that had been created by Stan Lee that had been forgotten about. Hmm. Complete with like Stan doing press for it and stuff. I think it's, I think it's Paul Jenkins is the writer on it, and uh, maybe Jay Lee was the original artist. But uh, he's come and gone over the, the last little while. I think in current continuity he may be dead? Question mark. Yeah, I have no idea. I and at one point in time too, he had a like personality disorder. Yeah, well, that that was also part of him, like, having the, the dark side version of him, I guess. Yeah, so what, was, you know, was it really a dark side version, or is it just him being crazy and yeah, exactly. split personalities and blah, blah, blah? But, uh, you, it, like, not necessarily a bad choice for it, just sort of unexpected. Yeah. Like, it, and... Like, especially, like, if you go with, like, your kind of idea, if he is the human, regular human version of the character, that really works. Um, If not, I'm curious to see the redesign, like, in a good way, because Mm -hmm. the, like, you know, it's the original Sentry is, like, super blonde white guy. So I'd be curious. And, like, yeah, Jack to the, like... Like Chris Hemsworth would actually like if he hadn't been Thor would be a perfect choice for it at yeah. like physically at the time, but if that's who they're casting for, I'm really curious to see what exactly it is they're doing. Yeah, so I'll be interested to see where he shows up if he shows up. Uh, and then my last little bit of news, um, we got all kinds of. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle was um, Mutant Mayhem. Mutant Mayhem. News. At least we got the voice cast. We should be getting a trailer uh, for those listening to this. The day the show comes out, you should be seeing a trailer the same day. So, um, yeah, a lot of people whose names I don't recognize on this voice cast, uh, except for a couple I do. Uh, so Seth- the the I I took a look the the main turtles who are played by uh, Brady Noon, Nicholas Cantu, Misha, Abby, and Shimon Brown Jr. They're mainly like voice actors or yeah. like the, they haven't done a heck of a lot of things other than uh, Shimon Brown Jr. is in a show called the the Chi or the Chai. Um, which I am unfamiliar with. He was in like 40 episodes. It was a show that went from 2018 to 2022, and he was in 46 episodes of it. So I feel a little bad, but I've never heard of this show at all. It could be a kid's show, and that's probably why. Nope, not even a kid's show. Oh, wow. It It looks like it's like a family drama of some sort, maybe even like a crime drama. Yeah. But never heard of it. But the uh, the supporting cast is made up of a heck of a lot of celebrities. Yeah. So uh, Seth Rogen got himself in there. You know, he is writing or writing the movie, right? Producing it maybe too. Uh, so he will be playing Bebop. 
Hmm. And his longtime partner in crime, Rocksteady, will be voiced by the one and only John Cena. <laughs> it's a good thing it's a cartoon, because, you know, well, at least build a hero. We won't be able to see him, but. <sighs> Saw that coming a mile away. Yep. When is that joke going to die? <laughs> when when he does? <laughs> when he does. And then even then. Uh, um, uh, Jackie Chan is Splinter. Should be the voice of Splinter. Yep. Ooh. Like that's 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 great casting right there. Uh, Giancar- uh, Giancarlo Esposito is Baxter Stockman, which is also uh, a really uh, good choice. Yep. Uh, I'm not familiar with Ayo Adibiri. Um, she's April. I not, don't know her. Uh, she is best known from. Oh, she's on that show, The Bear. It's a a cooking show. Like it, like it's about like a chef. Like it's a fictional show about a chef. Oh, okay. This bear does in... cocaine in them. I was yeah. Gonna say, she was also in an episode of uh, What We Do in the Shadows. And IMDb actually has her listed for uh, Thunderbolts. Oh. Hmm. But no actual, like, character name or anything. So that makes me curious. Oh. Well, I'm just looking at some of the ex- other names here, too. Like, they're pulling out, like, all the fuck, uh, all the turtle characters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, Ice Cube is going to be Superfly. <laughs> who that's a character I have no idea who that is. But Superfly? Yeah. Oh, I was just saying I'm thinking of is he with that bat? Right? What no no. Like the, oh. You know there's that we have a thing there's a in that two pack I think we have at the store, there's that, that bat. Doesn't he oh. have like a little friend? Yeah, but I can't remember what it's called. That's oh, no. Wingnuts the Bat, who is also in the movie, so that you know, that that actually make might make sense. Wait, Oh, he's in this movie? Yep, yep, he is. Yep. Dangus Frog, Leatherhead, Ray Filet. They're calling him Ray Filet instead of Man Ray in this one. That's, yeah, and that's, and is Post, Malone, Post Malone is the Malone? voice of Ray Filet. Yeah. Wow. I, I'm curious to see it. I, I'm... Ooh, Cynthia Utram, who's, uh, who's, uh, it... oh, oh, no, sorry. Oh, Maya Rudolph see. is playing Cynthia Utrom. Yes. Um. So yeah, because I was reading this article. Paul Rudd's in this movie, and he's Mondo Gecko. <laughs> yep. Okay, that's awesome. So I didn't realize all these characters were going to be in this movie. Now, because I saw the first the first images of the turtles, I was kind of like, eh. Mm. But now that I hear all these characters are going to be, it's like, okay, what what is this movie going to be? I now we I may have to see this. Yeah, I I'm curious. Uh, I I have, you know, it's it, it comes from the Seth Rogen's production company, yeah. which you know has been hit and miss with me in terms of stuff that I've liked and not liked. But at the same time, is like I can't deny like that they do well, right? Like Preacher, like his version of Preacher is not particularly up my alley. But it has done quite well. Same with the boys, like both in terms of how they do the show and in terms of like people watching. 
Yeah. Like you're at the shop is, you know, the, we have tons of people who like come in who aren't really comic book people who love the boys. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I hope it's good. The other, the interesting thing though, is this marks, uh, John Cena's second stint in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles property. Because he was the villain in the the previous cartoon. Then which previous? The one cartoon? with all the magic weapons and all that. Oh, stuff. really? Yeah, he he's like one of the main that? bad guys in that show. Oh wow! Or at least for like the first season or first two seasons, hmm. something like that. Okay. Did not know that. Um, so yeah, so with that, and I guess the last little bit, um, Kevin can speak to this. He'll probably know more. I just, I thought we'd already heard about this, but I guess it was bigger news than that. Um, uh, this will be the final season of, uh, Star Trek Discovery. It has been canceled. Yes. So there were two pieces of information that came out about the next season of Discovery. One, that it will be the last season. We did not know that. And I don't think the cast knew that either from what I see on Twitter. Oh. And also that it will not be airing until 2024. So, um, really? Oh, wow. We have to wait that looks like, haven't they already recorded it? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I read an article this week about what is going on with Star Trek. It was, that's basically the, the, what it was called. What's going on with Star Trek? Because they mm. haven't told us anything. We don't know anything about what's coming after this season of Star Trek Picard. We know that there are full seasons of Strange New Worlds, uh, Lower Decks, Prodigy, and Discovery that are finished, but they haven't been given any release dates yet. Now, April 4th is First Contact Day, and that's the, that's one of the days that they do Star Trek announcements, and that's right near the end of the run of Picard, so perhaps they're waiting for that, but they've been really, really quiet about what's coming Um strangely quiet um so i don't think we're going to get another year like we had last year where we had 47 weeks of star trek um happening um in a row so i don't know uh it is a both a good time to be a star trek fan and a what the heck is going on you know it could be that paramount plus is taking a uh, a slower a slower tack on it just like Disney plus is doing by slowing down the number of Marvel and star Wars properties we're getting every year. Um, I think they're discovering that they don't need to have a new star Trek every week in order to keep their subscribers because they do have one other hit property that they are. Uh, they've at least one other major hit property and that's the Yellowstone, the Yellowstone franchise, right? So yeah. Paramount's got a couple of big franchises that they know will keep subscribers around. But uh, we don't know much about what's going on um, with with Star Trek right now. So yeah, I wish um, I could tell you more. Yeah, I'm I'm a little curious. It's I'm sure that like the they to me it seems like they have they have found that TV Star Trek is the way to go. Mm-hmm. So I can't see them not having anything lined up. But at the, like with the ending discovery, it does make me a little surprised. Like, yeah. Like especially with the card ending, like it, that kind of makes sense. Is there? There's only so long you can keep that train a rolling, and like and even then, it's you know 
not to be like grotesque about it, but like all those actors are getting older. Yeah. So there's only so much you can you can get out of that part of the franchise at this point. Yeah. Without going into uh, like animation or something, but right now, Kevin, do you know off the top of your head or how close we are, uh, star date wise in Picard to the events that kind of caused the future of Discovery? Um, like, are we are we running? Are, are they going to end up? No, getting no. to the point where we're backing into that, and they're going to be no, like, oh, oh no, 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 no. Or is that uh, still like hundreds Picard of years is, from Picard? Picard is set in the year twenty four oh one, so the early early twenty fifth century. Yep. And the last two seasons of Discovery and the current season no, that's coming. I don't out. mean sorry. I mean the the event like the, uh, the, the 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 thing that made them the warp drivers stop working. That future event there that. that oh yeah. That's, that they're dealing with in the future. That happens in like the 29th or 30th century. So yeah, we're still 400 years out from that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Loads of time. Because I was just part of me was wondering, are we getting too close to that, and will they kind of rewrite that history and be like, oh well, the discovery they went to a, a different alternate timeline now in their mm-hmm. hit future. No. And this is, yeah. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, like I said, Picard is 25th century. Current Discovery is set in the 32nd century. And the event that you're talking about happened, I think, 200 years prior to that. Okay. So. Um, I do have, like, a little bit of uh, interesting news. Like, this is just it's almost a trivia tidbit. Mm-hmm. More than anything else. So, uh, as we record this episode on Sunday, it is uh, fairly clear that the box office winner this week is Creed 3. Mm-hmm. Which, what makes this interesting is uh, Jonathan Majors now joins kind of like a, like a weird small club of guys who have had, like, pr- actors who were, like, principal characters in a film who have had back-to-back box office hits. Oh! Yeah, because Ant-Man was number one, and then mm-hmm. and now for the last couple weeks, and now Creed has overtaken it. Good for him. Yeah, like, it, Jeez. this is going to be a good year for that, dude. Yeah. yeah. That's impressive. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, all right. Speaking of Star Trek. (laughs) Well done, well done. I wasn't expecting that. That was very Um, well done. (laughs) There have been three episodes of Star Trek Picard. Uh, Jen and I have not been able to get them, but now comes... The opportunity for Ryan and Kevin to talk about them and possibly sell us on actually watching the show again. So take it away, guys. Whichever one of you wants to start. Forget all you knew about the first two seasons of Star Trek Picard. Just watch season three. It's very, 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 very good. It's it's everything we wanted like when you heard, oh, cool, they're making Picard. I wonder how much, you know, the, and your thoughts went back to 
next gen and oh you'll get we'll get cameos and everybody else is going to show up and it'll be great all all the families together again and that didn't happen in the last two seasons except for little bits and pieces but now no it's full on everybody's coming back you know it's <laughs> starts off with Picard and Riker decide let's hijack a spaceship and go on a, on a fun little adventure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To, to save our friend that hasn't talked to us in 20 years yes so the the season opens this is not a spoiler because it was in the trailers the season opens with a distress call from beverly crusher to admiral picard and um he is um he's getting ready to go off with his new lady love laris who's the Romulan sort of majordomo that he had working for him at the vineyard. They've become uh, entangled together and they were going to go off together when he receives this distress call. And of course, when your old friend comes a calling, uh, you go and try to help her, even though you haven't seen her in 20 years and she's cut off all contact with everyone. So, hmm. uh, so that is where we start. Uh, Beverly's message specifically says, trust no one, especially Starfleet. So what does Picard do? He calls Riker. And what does Riker do? He gets them on a Starfleet ship, his old ship, (laughs) the USS Titan. And he takes it, and they're going to try to talk the captain uh, into taking them to this uh, place where Beverly is. Uh, But they get there. And the captain is not too nice. He's not he's real not, happy to see. He's them. not a cool. He's not very cool. Right. <laughs> he he's the kind of captain who's concerned about little things like, oh, following orders and hmm, keeping his people safe. And <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't want to bend over backwards for some show off yahoos who uh, he could tell are uh, are there to try to cause disruption uh, in his. Um, in his uh, strict uh, uh, operations of his ship. Luckily, he has a first officer who is much more interested in helping them out. Her name is Commander Annika Hansen, uh, better known to us as Commander Seven of Nine. Uh, Which, go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead. So this bugs me for it being Starfleet and being the future and everybody can be who they want to be and recognize who you want to be. This guy's a bit of a dick and making her change her name back or be recognized through her earth name yeah. instead of seven of nine that she's been, you know, would rather go or at least seven. That's yeah. how big a dick he is. He's using her dead name. Uh, to use the verbiage of uh, trans people, uh, that's what they're calling it. They're 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 paralleling people who use the old name before people transition. And she has been part Borg longer than she was all human, so she's used to being seven. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and so, of course, seven helps them out, and they get there, and uh, things are bad, right, Ryan? Yes. It's very interesting. So, um, I, uh, yeah, it's interesting when we find out, uh, are we, Kevin, are we going full spoilers here or what? I don't know. Brent, Jen, do you want us to go full spoiler? Yeah, go if ahead. You, if you want to go for it. Well, okay. Well, we'll dance around some things, I guess, but I don't know how, if I want to go full spoiler. Anyway, so. They go to this, they're on the edge of, <laughs> once, of course, they take over the ship. 
you know, when the captain has his head turned, he's like, oh, let's um, let's fly over here instead. Or at least Seven of Nine, she disobeys orders, has them fly where they wanted to go. And then uh, he, he looks out, the, eventually their captain looks out the window and is like, hmm, this isn't where we're supposed to be. What's this nebula? And, you know, they're on the edge of, of uh, Federation space. And he finds out. So he stops when he's like, yeah, no, we're not doing anything more. They end up stealing a shuttle. They find the Beverly hiding in, in there in the this nebula. Just her and this other young guy on a ship. She's in a stasis pod. She's, uh, you know, deathly injured. They've been being hunted by all kinds of different alien species. So it's like, what are they up to? Why does everybody want them? And then this, like, super-duper giant spaceship that looks like, I don't know, kind of looks... Is this mean-looking? Oh, it's a big, scary, scary big ship. Yeah, it kind of reminded me a bit of the ship that the Romulans had um, in the in uh, what in what was that movie? What that the Romulan movie? Nemesis. Yeah, so it looked a bit like that ship, but meaner and just mm. as big. And we later find out it's full of all kinds of super duper heavy weapons, and uh, eventually. We find out who the, the, the villains... It looks like who the villains of the series are. And it wasn't someone I was expecting. No, it is not. Which is good. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, did you guys watch any of the first season of Picard? Yes, yes, so, we did. So you we watched the who, entire first season. We, so we you never know who, started second. Right, you know oh. who Ra- Rafi is. Rafi. Yes. Okay. So Rafi is... I don't remember is, who that is. You don't remember? <laughs> No, I don't remember who anybody is in that in the first. So season. Rafi was the woman that was Picard's um, sort of aide, and then uh, he went to to her for help because she also was a drug addict, and uh, he knew that she had some underground connections, and um, and she ends up going off with him. Um, she's played by Michelle Hurd. She's got wavy blonde hair and dark skin. Anyway, Rafi is on her own mission. Uh, she's be, she's got a mysterious handler who uh, gives her instructions, and um, <clears throat> she is tracking down a a weapon um, uh, that was stolen from the um, from the Daystrom Institute. Yes. Um, if you are familiar with the video game Portal, it's a, a weapon sort of like that. It creates portals. Yeah, portal and, uh, it gets used by portaling a, a large Starfleet recruitment center through a portal and dropped on a city. Boom. Um, so she has no idea who her handler is. She's only getting messages like text messages that are, um, um, help that are, that are, um, uh, directed to her. So she doesn't have, she doesn't have any, uh, uh, she doesn't know who her contact is uh, until we get to episode, end of episode two. And that's, that's when we find out who, who is sending her all these cool messages and sending her on her missions. And that person is. I don't know what his rank anymore. But it's I don't either. Worf. It's Worf. And he shows up and he doesn't, he doesn't have a battle left, but he's got a really cool sword and he uses it. 
Yes, he does. Yeah. Okay. He decapitates at least one person. A Ferengi. And um, the interesting thing is, um, obviously, because of the conservation of characters on any television show, we know that these two plots are going to merge. But the the big evil ship, the Shrike, that's chasing down Picard and his crew, have the same portal weapon on board. And they use it to blow the, the Titan to smithereens oh almost. They mess, they mess with them so hard. They're, they're trying to escape. They're like, oh, we're going to escape. We're going to escape. And they're like, open a portal. Whoop. Other, and, then they're like, oh, and then now they're right back in front of us. Let's shoot at them again. They're like, well, oh, no. You know a ship is badass when it uses a tractor beam to throw another ship at you. Yeah. <laughs> I got to remember that for uh, any future RPGs we play. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, the uh, the people on the Titan are hurting. Rafi and Worf are too late to stop the portal weapon from being used. And uh, then we find out who who really is behind all this. Uh, there's a villain played by Amanda Plummer who's just loving being a maniacally evil person on oh, this. Oh, she's the one. She's the captain of the She ship. plays Captain Vatic, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. She's the captain of the Shrike, and she is just gleeful about how evil she is and how she's <laughs> um, taken down Picard. Um, but I, I'm not quite sure what her affiliation is with the people who are behind everything, but um, uh, I don't know how familiar you are with Deep Space Nine and the recurring villain species on that show. But um, they are behind everything. So. Now, remember when we were starting this podcast and we were going to do Great Trek Spectations? Yes. That's as much Deep Space Nine as I've seen. Okay. Well. <laughs> well, do you remember Odo? Yes. Do you remember how I like Odo? Odo. Well, Odo had a planet full of people that he came from. Oh. That started a whole war with the Federation over mm-hmm. multiple seasons of Deep Space Nine. Oh, really? This is they... why, I, I, like, uh, Beverly didn't know why she, she couldn't trust, because they were being attacked by various different factions of, of people, but it's because there are changelings everywhere. <gasps> That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like and that is as far as we've gotten. Yeah. And so, so it's, still... it's a, an offshoot of the main group of changelings. Like the main changelings are still at peace, as far as we know, uh, because Worf was given a message from an old friend that we have to um, assume is Odo, that there was a, a group, like an offshoot, that wasn't happy about peace. And I guess it was always it was kept quiet just because otherwise, you know, the the galaxy would be paranoid of. Are you a changeling or not, right? Oh, I forgot that Worf was on Deep Space Nine. Yes, he was. So that is where we're at. We uh, we have Riker in command of the Titan again. Uh, he has just kicked Picard off his bridge for getting them into too much trouble. And uh, R- Raffi and Worf know who's behind everything. Uh, Riker and Picard do not yet. Um, we have seen um, we have seen Deanna Troy, but only in a flashback and on a video screen. So we haven't seen her come into the series yet, and we're all we're also still waiting for um, Jordy 
to come yes. to show. We have, and we have met one of his daughters. Yes. Sydney LaForge flies the Titan. She's the pilot of the Titan. Aw. Oh, I think I saw, um, and she's actually played by LeVar Burton's daughter, isn't she? No, there are two daughters. We haven't seen the other oh. daughter yet. I thought I saw like a Facebook post or an Instagram post there where she was like, oh, I get to play with my dad. Yeah, she's coming, but uh, we haven't seen her yet. Oh, uh, okay, cool. Well, that does sound interesting. It's very good. So, so yeah, so that's what we're at. Alrighty. Any uh, questions? No, it, it's it is sounding more like up to what I kind of wanted out of Picard in the first place. So, yeah. in some ways, but uh, I'll probably give it a go at some point. Yeah, I think you should. It's 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 really quite good science fiction. Yeah. So we go from a uh, third season of one show to the third season of another show. How you like them segues? <laughs> Mandalorian has returned, and yeah. uh, the first episode has dropped. A lot of setup for yeah, like the main the show episode. and the side quest. Yeah. Yes. But maybe Yoda's back, and that's all that matters. <laughs> the the start, I wasn't sure. Like, the whole start sequence where we see the, the other Mandalorians on the beach and the whole induction and all that, I wasn't sure if that was a flashback or if that it, was current time. Yeah, we, I thought it was a flashback. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, to start, and then I obviously... think Brent's exact words were, oh, great, we're starting with another flashback. <laughs> Until the giant crocodile thing jumped out of the water, and then the Mandalorian blew it all to hell. Uh huh. And his shiny new ship. And then we were like, oh, nope, I guess it's not. Yep. That was his, oh, here's the giveaway. And they still didn't take him back. Yeah. Yeah. That cult seems kind of jerkish. <laughs> well, that cult seemed very culty. Oh, yeah, hey, this is my coaster. I, uh, <laughs> I, I kind of feel that uh, there's a meme that's been floating around for a while, and I kind of agree with it. It should be, the, like, the end result is, he has the Darksaber. Why doesn't he just tell them to fuck off? Yeah. <laughs> because that's not who he is. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And I don't know if that, that you know, are being an offshoot and the cult of Mandalorian, the Mandalorian that they are, do they even recognize the the bearer of the black of the dark saber as being yeah. the true leader, right? True. Because she's already seen it, and she didn't think, you know, saying, yeah, that's true. She was just like, oh look, you got a fancy sword. Yeah, and you don't so, know how to use it. <laughs> so this show does like update us on a bunch of things. Uh, we have the the official write off of Gina Carano's character. Yep. Um, yep. she has been recruited to special forces, never to be seen again. <laughs> Oh, yep. Yes, or at least not played by that actress. Yeah. Um, uh, Grief Karga has become like high well, magistrate. High magistrate. <laughs> yes. Don't just say magistrate. <laughs> and uh, it's a, it basically as part of this episode, uh, Mando wants to uh, 
bring back to life his uh, his buddy of uh, whatever IG unit number that robot had. Eleven. Eleven. Yes. Uh, that does not go well. Nope. He uh, runs afoul of space pirates. Oh wait! Before we yeah. go, before we get there, if you're going to talk about the revival of the robot, talk about the, the people putting the robot back together. Oh yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. So um, Babu, Babu Freak and his little buddies. And what well, is, is he one of the most? Oh, put him great. down. I don't. I don't know. I I just assume. I love that. It's not a yeah. pet. Put him down. <laughs> bad baby. Bad baby. <laughs> so okay. That was so great. <laughs> um, he, yeah, so the, this this episode was very much, I think, setting the table for the rest of the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, which is what an episode one does, right? Yeah. Yeah. So his main quest is to head to Mandalore at some point. Side quest is to get IG back up and running, but he needs some chips and stuff in order to do that, right? I think that was what the end result of that was. Yeah, yeah I think so. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, like, has this drawn you in for the next season, I guess? Yep. I'm in. Oh, yeah. I was already I in. Be. Yeah. You had me at Baby Yoda. <laughs> I'm this far into this story. I need to see where it's going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of nice Easter eggs and things planted throughout it. Um, we had the, I think this is the first live action appearance of the space whales from Rebels. Yes, yeah. that was great. Now, and of course, so now we, once we see those space whales, now the internet's like, oh, that means we're going to see Ezra. No, it doesn't. No. I hope we do. I still I don't want think, to no, know we, what happens to him. We're not, we're that's, not seeing him in this show. That's, that's what Ahsoka's for. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, they're not gonna drop him in in this show. That's no, no, I didn't. Think that would they be would. silly. But they might be like, I don't know, like a teaser for the Ahsoka show, I guess. Yeah. But I think it was cool that we have seen another force sensitive person able to see these, you know, notice them and sense them, and we see them out in, in the hyperspace. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like just cementing that, hey, these are part of continuity. It's not just a cartoon thing. They're out in the, in the, the live action as well. And then he was like, that's cool. I'm going to go snuggle with my daddy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it should also be pointed out that uh, Grogu is definitely like the our, our window into how most of us would use the force. Oh, yeah. If, if we had them, in a chair. Spin around in a chair. Snacks. <laughs> stealing snacks. Yeah. Not exactly dark side stuff, but not like. Not exactly the most helpful thing. No, exactly. Aw, he's so cute. (laughs) Oh, we Uh, also got Bo-Katan came back briefly. Yeah, she's grumpy. Yep. Everybody uh, on that show is grumpy. The armorer's grumpy. Bo-Katan is grumpy. That's true. They are all grumpy. (laughs) The high magistrate wasn't grumpy. No, he was happy to be a high magistrate. (laughs) He's got power and he's going to keep it. The uh, the pirates, well, they were a little grumpy, you know, they couldn't go drink in their old bar that's a school now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I think there might have been a few aliens we saw in this episode that was the first time seeing them in live action. Like mm-hmm. the pirate captain. Oh yeah, Moss Face. Yeah. I don't know I don't know what his real name is. Uh, no no clue. I was calling him Moss Face. <laughs> and then I think I'm... the one alien that he let that was supposed to be the one they let live to get away. I think that was the, one of the first times we've seen that alien in unless we saw him in another uh, other season. Yeah, I'm not sure. They might have been. You never know anymore with background stuff. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm curious if this or Ahsoka is going to grant me my wish of a live action Hondo. Mm, yeah, <laughs> we're getting there. I can see that. I can see him being in uh, showing up in Ahsoka. Yeah. I, I, that probably makes more sense, but like yeah. for a brief minute there, when they were talking about like the the pirate before they named him, yeah, like their boss, I'm like, oh please be Hondo, please be Hondo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he's less of a pirate and more just a mercenary now, right? Because even like if you look now, he's kind of a good guy in the later movie like, when you get to like, well, the Galaxy's Edge timeline because he he's the one that borrows the millennium falcon to send you out on a on a mission right for that yeah. ride i've only ever see, uh, encountered hondo um as an animatronic yeah um but it's good uh he is one of my favorite characters from, from uh rebels and clone wars hmm yeah, he's fun. I like him in Rebels. <laughs> I didn't really watch Clone Wars. Um, yeah, so uh, good starting off point. We will uh, we will see where it goes. I guess is the uh, the best way of yep. seeing it. Yep. Um, with that in mind, that brings us to the end of this episode. Whoa. Um, do we want to do geek picks or the the Patreon shout out first? Ooh, I forgot to pick a geek pick. Yeah, okay. Okay. you do the Patreon shout out while I think of a geek pick. Okay. For <laughs> for those of you who are new to the show, uh, we have a Patreon. It's uh, it's got some every once in a while we throw some new stuff in here, but for the majority of it, it is uh, you know just helping us to keep the lights on and uh and pay for stuff like hosting and for music which uh thanks to you guys we paid it off this year the majority of it came from you guys so thank you very much thanks go out to karina rhino vision alex james uh who is actually you will hear his voice on this patreon feed uh probably in a month month and a half from now uh the there's a cryptic thing for you to <laughs> <laughs> team woods who has also designed our wonderful uh uh true north nerds.com landing page uh mike hammond gavin and rex so you forgot, uh, about, you forgot about drew he's not on the list anymore what <gasps> drew <laughs> Oh, my stars and goddess. Jeez. No wonder I fired him. 
I until you said that because I was like, we only have seven now. We used to have eight. I'm mm. gonna text him right now. Mm. <laughs> maybe um, his maybe his uh, payment bounced. Uh, do not see that. the The interesting thing though is it also doesn't show him as canceled. So I don't know what what it could be. But Drew has been a, a, a friend to the show regardless. He's also oh, yeah. my brother, so I'm allowed to bug him. <laughs> In case you're, for all you people that don't realize it, that's why I can make such a big deal about it. Um, um, and I, oh, before, just a little, like, uh, a listener shout out. I was talking to a listener of ours uh, the other day who has finally caught up and will be listening to this uh, on the day of its release. Oh, who's that? Way to go, Jason. Oh, Jason has got up. Oh, sweet. Yes. He, he is one of the was people he the one who... who was listening from the beginning. Yes. One of Holy... them. Yes. Way to Remember? go. I'm impressed. Uh, he, yeah. Uh, That's a lot of us to put up with. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I could put up with us again like that. Yeah. yeah. I know I don't. So. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, that's our Patreon. You can find us on patreon.com slash true north nerds. Or if, uh, you don't want to contribute financially, completely understand that. Like, you know, uh, the, uh, the economy is not the world's greatest at the moment. So if you would like to help out, but don't want to drop some bucks on us, that's perfectly fine. You can do so by rating and reviewing us on your podcast app of choice or however you listen to this. Um, just to give you a preview, uh, coming up, um, thanks to the show going on so long, uh, I can confirm that I will be talking to fearless Fred Kennedy of Q107 and formerly, uh, edge 102.1. He has been on the show a couple times before, but this time he's coming on to talk about his new comic book called dead Romans, which will be published from image mm. comics later on in March. I'm going to be talking to him on uh, Saturday of this week. That's so you will be hearing it shortly thereafter. And um, my my long rumored and uh, slightly talked about podcast that will be going through uh, the Patreon first. Uh, yeah, I will be recording an episode of that with Alex Kruger in from Composers in a couple of weeks. So once it gets edited, it will be up. I think my thinking is is I'm going to make it uh, a Patreon exclusive for a, a fairly big window. Um, I'm lining up other people to do the show as well. Um, it's going to be kind of maybe one a month kind of thing is the idea and uh, then after that uh, eventually it will hit the normal feed but if you want to hear it first uh, sign up for the Patreon I guess is the best way of doing it and now Geek Fix who wants to go first I've got one or two okay go ahead um, one is a web series that I like and it's coming back on YouTube this week, if if it goes the way I think it's gonna go, uh, it's a show called Jetlag the Game, and it's uh, it's these four young guys. They uh, have their own production company, so they've they've started making what is like a game show, but they use the world as their game board. Uh, the last season of their show, the quest was to see who could who could um, do do quests in the most 
American states within five days. Uh, they've had one where they had to play a giant game of tag across Europe using using trains uh, to get around. Uh, their latest season. So they have a streaming service of their own, like a paid streaming service called Nebula, which is where things debut a week before they show up on YouTube. So the first episode went up on their streaming service Nebula this week, and it is We Turned New Zealand into a Giant Game Board. So they're doing something across New Zealand, and they're always fun to watch. There's one guy that I just find really smarmy, and I I root for him to lose every every time because he thinks he's smarter than he is. Um, it's just a fun silly uh game uh a travel game so it sort of scratches my travel itch too uh the other show is a new show that i watched the first episode of uh on apple tv plus uh and it also scratches the travel itch and that's the reluctant traveler uh in this show they send eugene levy to various remote places around the world where he interacts with locals. <laughs> uh, and really all he wants to do is stay in his his very nice house in California and drink wine. Uh, in the first episode, they sent him to Finland in the middle of the winter. Not just Finland, ah. Lapland, like above the Arctic Circle. Um, <laughs> so they take him ice fishing. He eats uh, reindeer meat. They <laughs> go, they go for... Um, uh, they put on these these like dry suits and go swimming in they cut a hole in the ice and go swimming and then they sit in the sauna for for a while uh, so and it's 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 just kind of fun to watch Eugene Levy complain about being cold uh, so uh, that's on Apple TV Plus and it is called The Reluctant Traveler episode two he goes to Costa Rica there's seven episodes in the first season episode three is Venice episode four is Utah. Five is the Maldives. Six is South Africa. Seven is Lisbon. Oh, there's eight episodes. Episode eight is Tokyo, where it looks like he ends up in the middle of a sumo match. So, <laughs> so that's the Reluctant Traveler with Eugene Levy on Apple TV Plus. That sounds Alrighty. cool. Jen or Ryan? Uh, I'll go. Um. I just finished reading a book called The Midnight Bargain by C.L. Polk, P-O-L-K. And uh, it kind of is like a fantasy Bridgerton. <clears throat> so it's set in a fantasy world. Um, and it's kind of like Regency England-ish. So, you know, the, the protagonist is Beatrice Claiborne and her family is uh trying to get her married off to you know a well wealthy person so that you know it can make the family fortune that's the bridgerton side of it but the twist is that uh she's a sorceress um but uh women can only can okay so once a woman is married they have to put on a collar that dampens their magical powers because they're worried that when they get pregnant their child becomes uh what do they call it? Spirit born. So instead of there's all sorts of spirits around in this world. And that's a lot of how they do their magic is through bargains with these spirits. And if a spirit gets into uh, the fetus before a soul is developed, then it becomes like a crazy monster type thing. And both the, the woman, the mother and the child are both killed. So they have to wear these collars, but Beatrice, like the last thing she wants to do in her life is wear this collar. She's very powerful so she's trying to make a bargain with a greater demon or a greater spirit so that because once she's made that bargain, 
then she can't be collared anymore because now basically the the spirit kind of uses her life force so they're kind of intertwined anyway so the whole story is her trying to not accidentally put her family in ruin because she is trying to not get a husband at the same time while trying to manage to go through society and find this uh, spirit um, and keep everything all secret. So it's really interesting. Um, If you're a fan of Bridgerton and a fan of fantasy, I think that this is probably a very good book for you. Um, It's not like the most thrilling piece of literature ever. Like it's a nice fun read. Um, I really enjoyed it. Now I want to see what else this uh, author has written. Um, Cause this one is just really interesting. And I actually hope that they do another um, book in this world. So yeah, that's called the midnight bargain and you should check it out. Cool. Ryan. Um, Hi. Hi. Uh, uh yeah, I got, I got, a, I got a geek pick. Sure. Um. So yeah, at this place that I work at, where we sell comic books. <laughs> also, the author is Canadian. Oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> okay, that's my last thing. Um. Yes. So just this past week, uh, Marvel has started putting out a series of timeless covers. Uh, being drawn by Alex Ross. There's going to be a total of 37 uh, vil- uh, covers to comics depicting Marvel villains in like their like classical look, uh, in like drawn by Alex Ross so in that style. Uh, this week we got we had two come out. It was um, Mystique and the Green Goblin. And I looked ahead and saw that this coming week, there's like, I think, five, four or five coming out. There's like a Dark Phoenix. Uh, oh, shoot. Who else was there? There was uh, Ultron, Mephisto, and a few others this week. So that's my my, my first geek pick. Yeah, is this uh, the, the Marvel's Timeless Covers by Alex Ross. Uh, <laughs> if you like comic art, these things are beautiful. They will look really nice on the wall if you put them like a whole series of them up or just you know, pick and choose your favorite villains. Uh, the other one is a book Brent and I talked about quite often oh, you last jerk. year. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was my number two book of the year. I believe it was Brent's number one. Do a Power Bomb is out in graphic novel form. And I know I've already pushed it on a few people. I purchased my own. I put my money where my mouth is. I bought my copy on Wednesday when I went into the store. And I've sold a few on the weekend to uh, one to, to, to our listener, Jason. Uh, he bought one. Really? Yes, I believe he bought one from me. Yeah, uh, I'm curious to see what he how he feels about it. Yeah. It was either him or Jeff. I think it was him. Anyway, yes. Uh, but if you can find it, you should be able to read. Like we we've already sung its praises last year, so I'm not gonna sell it anymore. Other than yeah, mm. buy it, read it, enjoy it. What are your geek picks, Brent? Well, I was also going to go with do a power bomb because <laughs> the the trade is out, and I I I really pe- think people should give it a go if you're into comics. Uh, you don't need to be into wrestling in order to appreciate it. Um, if you are, you're going to get a little bit more extra out of it, but. Uh, 
as it's it is a love letter to fantasy wrestling and it, as i said in my review uh around the new year um it's very it, daniel warren johnson is very good at like doing action-filled comics that really hit you in the gut with the feels so the, the and this one is no exception um beyond that the the other thing that um crap i lost my train of thought dang it <laughs> uh where was i going with this oh um i my uh geek pick uh, i don't know how easy it is to come across right now but i am been slowly working my way through the predator omnibus for marvel comics um, it, it's collects a lot of the old dark horse stuff. And while it's certainly not like the our comic art has come, uh, uh, ways from when these books were originally done, the stories are really fun. Like it, it's, they, the predators have crash landed in Siberia in one of them. And there's like, uh, stories of predators throughout time. It's been a fun, like, look back at these books. So there you go. Another vote for another geek pick vote for do a power bomb and also a, uh, a thing for uh, the Predator Omnibus from Marvel Comics. There you go. So uh, that's it for this week. Next week or well, two weeks from now, uh, probably a bunch of reviews on a bunch of things because uh, that's probably. what we tend to do here. Probably. I, I know I I think I am going to be going to see the new Scream movie on Friday. So mm. not oh, that I, I'm expecting because I know scary movies are not really Jen's thing or Kevin's thing. Not really. But uh, it's uh, so we might get a mini review on that. Uh, plus, like other things, there'll be more Mandalorian to talk about. Or Mando. Yay, Mando. This is the way. Alrighty. So uh, that's it for this episode. We'll uh, see you in two weeks. Thank you very much for listening and uh, take care of yourselves. See ya. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at truenorthnerds. To contact one or any of them, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us. 